Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home ec class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to The Home Hour, part of the Life Listen Network. On today's very special episode of The Home Hour, we're talking to a family we've all watched for years, all about their routines, their daily lives, and their strong faith that rests at the center of it all. Today on The Home Hour, we're talking to Michelle and Jim Bob Duggar from TLC's hit show, 19 Kids and Counting. Plus, who remembered to feed Jim Bob his breakfast this morning? How a vacuum cleaner salesman did not pull one over on Michelle and Jim Bob and the one house in Arkansas that throws a birthday party almost every single week. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, Graham. And welcome everyone to The Home Hour. All right, hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. We have a huge bonus episode for you today. I cannot even believe this. It's kind of very exciting. We have Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar on our show today. If you're unfamiliar, I don't know what rock you've been sleeping underneath, (laughs) but this is 19 Kids and Counting. This is the famous Duggars, the Duggars you see on People Magazine covers. They're with us. They graciously accepted our invitation to come on the Home Hour And most importantly, just kind of share what their home life looks to them. Now, as you can imagine, they have 19 children. So that's gangbusters and insane. It's just like Graham's. Yeah, it's exactly. Michelle's calm demeanor reminds me so much of my sweet co-host. Just kidding. No, I was was listening to it this morning and I was was just, my kids were just being so disobedient. Nobody, my son was pretending to be a snail, which was like... <laughs> Which actually sounds like the perfect animal. It sounds quiet and lovely. I mean, a it's, snail, but when, but slow when moving. The snail is late for school, and he's like, "Can't go faster." I'm, I was like, "Channel Michelle Duggar, do not scream at your children and tell the snail." I think I threw my car keys at him and said, "Come on, snail!" And did he leave a trail of slimy, <laughs> shiny things behind him? Oh well, they do that. They do that at all times, anyway. But, well, those are the kind of questions that we sat down and asked Jim, Bob, and Michelle about. You know, like, how do you cook breakfast for 19 people? Or how many do you have? Just give us the deets. Like, how many pounds of potatoes do you need? And no, we didn't ask wh- any of those questions. I don't think you remember the interview. There was no reference to potatoes. But wait, we'll we'll tell them more about the Duggars. But before we dig too deep in, we also have to tell them about our sponsor because we've got another great deal um, coming to you guys for a product that, speaking of, of momming, we do. Our pro- um, real our, well. Yes. Today we are sponsored by Epic and the website is getepic.com. We've spoken about them today. They've sponsored or before they've sponsored our show. And it's just a great option for your elementary school kids um, to kind of help them and get them going with reading. It's an online resource with over 25,000 books, videos, games um, that your kids can really get online. There's no in-app purchases. All the content is geared toward children ages 4 to 12. So nothing overly mature little kids could stumble on. And Kirsten and I have had great opportunity to kind of try and familiarize ourselves with Epic. Oh, it's it's awesome, especially because, you know, my kids will get into a series and then they're obsessed. And this way you're not going to the library, you're not spending a ton of money on Amazon, getting books mailed to your house. This is really great. Um, it's also, they've got some read-to-me books for my emerging reader, my kindergartner. Um, I've noticed also with my 10-year-old, he's starting to have to look up things. And um, 
you know, yes, you can Google these things, but it's like exactly what you said. You stumble onto the entire internet and it's just not appropriate. And I, he had a question the other day about looking for clouds. He had this cloud homework mm-hmm. assignment and we went, I'm like, wait, we're going to use our Epic. And we went in and we found some books on clouds and we read them when we found the answer. And it was just, it felt so much more like real learning and like, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's actually genius. I mm-hmm. never thought of that. In fact, we did it the other day. Cohen had a question about leeches because we love to talk about leeches. And so we went and Snails, we Snails, a- anyone? Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you don't think to do that, right? Because your first instinct is, oh, let me just like go Google that and get some info on it. But the truth is, is that to pull up, you know, a 30 odd page picture book that's written and geared toward children when they have a question, it's almost like a, oh, it's almost like an old school encyclopedia in a way. <laughs> I kind of like it. And it's, but exciting. it's not just nonfiction. It's a lot of fiction books, too, that they can just read for pleasure. Um, and what's nice is each one of my three kids has their own profile. They got to go in and pick what their interests were. Um, and really set it up just for them. And then they get they get badges. It gives me, it emails me a log of what my kids have read. It's awesome. Um, so Epic is normally $7.99 a month, which is a great deal. But we have partnered with them to get our listeners two months free. So you get to just give it a try. I mean, this is a very, this is something you all really should do, especially because we are in back to school mode and, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing gets these kids ready for school, like reading and nothing gets us back into that habit, like nightly reading. So this is a great deal for back to school. Two months free, you're just going to want to use the promo code home hour. Again, it's home hour to get that um, first two months totally free and it's getepic.com and you should go check it out. Yay, free stuff. All right. Well, I'm excited to hear about Jim, Bob, and Michelle. But, you know, we do want to just kind of tell our listeners, when we do these interviews, well, it this is, is sort of a bonus episode. We normally it's a total bonus episode. Because we normally Absolutely. are every other week. And for this one, we threw in, we threw in an extra one. Yeah. But the truth is, remember, our rule on the home hour is we seek to invite others into our homes, but also... You know, when people are gracious enough to give us a window into the way their worlds function, um, you know, Kirsten and I try to be really respectful of that and give them the floor and let them talk. And I think that they definitely had, you know, kind of their their mission work and their outreach work. And I think that was, you know, as it has been for anyone who's familiar with the Duggars, that's kind of, you know, a core tenement of their lifestyle. And so you'll definitely hear that come through in the interview. And um, I know that might not be everyone's personal belief, but it's theirs. And it's quite interesting to hear how they structure their life and how they've kind of based a lot of their choices around that. So we were happy just to kind of hear what they were up right. to. Right. I mean, clearly, if you've seen the show, they they are Christians. Their their life is viewed at through the lens of, of the Christian faith. And that is obviously carried into the way they live. And of course, the show isn't specifically a Christian show. And that's not uh, the way we typically structure our show. But for this episode, um, just to put it out there, that is that is their faith. And they're very clear about that. So um, but I think if, if you're a Christian, I think you're going to get an, an added an added benefit of like a, maybe a little spiritual boost from listening. And if you're not, it's just um, someone who has a has a set of principles that they live their life by and really you know, through ups and downs is is still walking the walk of that. I mean, whatever your faith is, whatever your guiding principles are, I think that's something where I've got my lofty ambitions. But but with my three kids, sometimes I, I don't make it. They're they're making it with 19 kids. So it's it's pretty interesting to to get to hear from somebody who's really doing that. Fantastic. I don't know. I liked it. They were nice people. Absolutely. They're the Duggars. Are you kidding me? Like, what are you smoking, Kirsten? They're the Duggars. I like this was this. I mean, I barely. As as we talked about on last week's episode, I'm smoking nothing. I don't smoke. Why are you always trying trying to (laughs) pretend like I'm a smoker? Without further ado, welcome Jim, Bob and Michelle Duggar. (laughs) 
All right, we are here now with Michelle and Jim Bob Dugger. I can't even believe it. I can't believe you guys are here on the Home Hour. Thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedules to chat with us. We are thrilled to have you on the show. Well, we are excited to get to be with you all, and and it's my heart to get to encourage mamas, and so that's a joy for me. I feel a little bit out of place uh, being the only guy here, but... <laughs> <laughs> So maybe there'll be some dads that listen to the podcast. We'll, we'll throw some dad questions your way. We actually do have um, a dad in Germany who listens to our show, and he writes us every now and then. So. Wow. <laughs> no, we, we have had couples on this show before, and we have had a stay-at-home stay dad write to us and say, there's no there's no content for stay-at-home dads. So, okay. you know, you don't know who you're talking to. It's just, it's yeah. all a mystery. <laughs> well, we're all parents just trying to raise our kids in today's world. It's very difficult. It is. Yes. To love the Lord. That's our, our goal. I know that's that's what uh, all of these others that are listening are hoping that God would just have each one of our kids' hearts and that they would love him. So that's that's what we're here to, to encourage each other in. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, keep going. Go ahead, Grim. No, I just, I think you and I are just in awe to get to speak to this family that I remember we've been watching you since we were in college. Um, and just kind of give a little background on you. You've been married for 34 years, 19 children. Now you have a bevy of grandchildren, probably. I can't even imagine how many you'll have. Um, and just a full house and a happy home. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head is kind of when the American public looks at you and your family, you know, I... I think, and, you know, we cover this a lot on our show. We are mothers with young children, and I feel like we'll often complain, you know, with two or three or, you know, the drudgery of summer. And what's been amazing to watch about your family is that not only do you have more than many of us could imagine, but you obviously have stayed so strong and true to your faith. You have done all this and been debt-free, which seems virtually impossible. You have, you know, where many of us would say, oh, we can't wait for school to start back. Like you just said, Michelle, you have seven downstairs that you're still actively teaching on a daily basis. And you don't have screens in your home. Like it just, it's one thing on top of another that to us would be, you know, kind of the the trappings and ease of, you know, daily life. Like, oh, let, let them watch TV or let them go off to public school. And you just take those things away, you know, or run up a credit card bill because there's so many mouths to feed. And yet you do it. It's very impressive. Mm, well, that is only because the things that God has shown us on this journey. And I feel like when Jim, Mom, and I were um, just getting married, we were newly married young couple long, long ago, and uh, we were um, introduced to a financial freedom seminar, and it changed our life and everything because the Jim Salmon's Financial Freedom Seminar went beyond just setting a budget and planning, you know, your finances, but it talked about the five purposes of the home, um, purposing to get out of debt and stay out of debt. And one of my favorite chapters is listening to the cautions of your wife. And I think we went through that together years ago and it knit our hearts together, you know, because in so many marriages, uh, families, two of the biggest struggles in marriages are number one, over finances, and number two, intimacy. And in those two areas of life, God just gave us some solid, good, biblical 
foundation for our marriage. Um, we didn't even know the benefit of the um, medical doctor that Jim Bob had growing up here in Springville, Arkansas. But of all people, we had a world-renowned doctor who had written books about the marriage relationship that lived right here in our town. He counseled us before we got married. For six weeks, we sat under such wisdom from Dr. Ed Wheat, who, write, who wrote the book um, Intended for Pleasure, Love Life for Every Married Couple. And we got to hear that. So we highly recommend those resources. Yeah, we'll add those also, to the show notes for sure. Yes, also the uh, Financial Freedom Seminar. I think it's available. You can listen to it or watch it online at embassymedia.org. Yeah, we don't make anything yeah. off of any of those things. We just know that God used these Bible truths to change the course of our lives. And so when we look back over these years of, you know, why do we do what we do? Well, the reason, like, when we, when we purposed, okay, God, we realize now that it's a curse to go into debt, to purposely go into debt. And so we thought, okay, Lord, you know, children are a blessing. Debt is a curse. We want to receive those gifts that you want to give us, but we don't want to go into debt. So we were without a vacuum cleaner right after we made this you know, commitment to the Lord. We're not going to go into debt. My vacuum cleaner broke down. I had like a white carpet. And, and, oh, no. and we were just struggling <laughs> to get by every day. And it was something how... Um, Right after that, you know, there was a guy came by that was a vacuum cleaner salesman, and he said that uh, anyway he wanted to show us his brand new vacuum cleaner, and so we let him come in. He wouldn't tell us how much he wanted to sell it for until after the demonstration. And then afterwards, he said uh, it's twelve hundred dollars, and this was like a Generation Four Kirby uh, would do everything. You know, it's like <laughs> it's really a fancy. But uh, anyway, we told him we didn't have twelve hundred dollars. So he said, well, we'll set you up in payments for $30 a month for the rest of your life. And, uh, so for the rest of your life. Him, yeah, that's about, but anyway, he's, it but seemed we, like that but we told him we had just made a commitment not to go into debt. And, uh, and so we stuck by that, even though we really wanted that vacuum cleaner. And we were just dreaming how we could keep the carpets clean, all this with this. But anyway... But he it, left disappointed. We were disappointed when he left. I was like, man, I'm still sweeping the carpet in his yeah. room. I've got to figure this out. <laughs> but it was interesting how shortly after that, it was like a couple weeks later, a friend of mine just called me up out of the blue. This had never happened before or after. But he said, hey, Jim Bob, he said, do you need a vacuum cleaner? I said, yeah, what? we do. Matter of fact, ours is broke. And he said, well, I'll be over in a few minutes. And this guy, his friend David, had just gone to an auction and ended up buying the exact same vacuum cleaner that that salesman had, and it was in brand new condition, and he sold to us for 200 cash. And that was kind of the beginning of a spiritual journey, how we really realized that God wants to meet our needs, and sometimes he wants to meet our wants, but he wants us to trust him, and he wants us to, he wants to show himself strong on our behalf, and so that we can not only get what we need, but we can also have a testimony to share with other people that we serve a supernatural God who does govern the affairs of men and he cares about us, he loves us, and he's like a good father that that uh, takes care of us. That's yeah. amazing because so many of us are exposed to great resources and great books and great classes and I stick with it for a few days and then, and you guys really have just, this is not a something we're going to try this week. Like these are, you've stayed out of debt. You've stayed um, keeping your faith. It's just, it's very impressive to see that 
you know, through all the children, it's at all, I would have just thrown up my hands and the way you've kept your, just uh, this, this endurance and this, um, just really sticking to what, to what you believe and to what you've set your sights on is just very inspiring. Now would be a good time for a little break. Today, we have a sponsorship with PaintYourLife.com. And Kirsten, I can't believe, stole my (laughs) PaintYourLife.com painting that we got to try. And I still, um, I'm still upset about it. Basically, if you haven't been to the website, it's about the coolest thing you've ever seen. PaintYourLife.com, you can go and upload a photograph of your own or of your children or a pet or your house. And they will turn it into a stunning oil painting, watercolor, pencil pencil sketch, you choose. Um, and it's really just you can do your favorite holiday moments. It's a great gift for anniversaries, birthdays, holidays. And I have this dream one day of wearing a black tie ball gown and sitting on a chaise lounge with a dog that I don't even own, like maybe a Doberman sitting in front of me. And I think this is the exact use for my paintyourlife.com trial whenever I get mine. Harrison, if you're listening, I can get you 20% off if you use the code home hour 20. I think your wife just told you what she wants for Christmas. Okay, so this is how it works. You you choose what you want to do, your child, your pet. You upload the photo. You get to choose your artist, which is also, by the way, so fun because you get to go in and see all their galleries. You choose if you want to do, like Graham said, the, the watercolor, the charcoal, oil painting. You pick the size. You pick the frame. They send you a proof of the picture. They Oh, you can change your background. It's amazing. And then before anything, and you only have to pay 10% in advance too. It's incredible. And you're in communication with this artist. It's not like you upload your photo and then, you know, someday it shows up. It's, it's a constant approval, constant back and forth. It's awesome. If you've got comments, you can have it changed. It's 100% money back guarantee. You guys, if you've had any interest in doing a portrait of your children, of your of your wedding day, of a special pet, I mean, this is such, this is just such an incredible service. And the quality was unbelievable. Like Graham said, I did get to try it. I did a picture of my son. We are, we just, this yesterday, we rearranged all the art in our house because we had to like have this portrait featured. It is incredible. So we have a special deal for our listeners. Paint Your Life has given us 20% off if you use the code HOMEHOUR20. So again, you go to paintyourlife.com and you enter the code HOMEHOUR20, you'll save 20%. Like two zero. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Like not home hour two right zero. Now. Let's be very two clear. Zero. Home, yeah. home hour two zero. Um, uh-huh. Also, we qualify for free shipping, which is amazing. So go ahead, give this a try. There's all different price points based on how big it is, how many people are in the photo. So there's, it's just, it's definitely worth checking out if you've had any interest in doing this. It's such a special thing. I mean, it's, it, every time I look at this painting, I'm just, like oh it's it's really it's really cool it's so pretty fantastic put it up on instagram kirsten yeah i'm gonna put it on instagram save 20 percent using our exclusive code home hour 20 um and enjoy free shipping so go please check that out and i hope you enjoy it as much as i do all right thanks kirsten now let's get back to our interview with jim bob and michelle duggar well, we've got a lot of listeners who've written to us and they always seem to want to know about systems they always seem to want to know you know, what's the best way to get a technique in place and to to really get um, their home management kind of under control. And I know that with, with children and different stages of life, it can be very hard, but you you guys are just, I mean, this is professional. This is, this is next level. So we would kind of love to pull back the curtain and sort of figure out how it is you keep your home running smoothly with a large family and with a ton of demands on your time and homeschooling. And 
for goodness sakes, t- uh, you know, taping a television show in your home. So if we could dig into a little bit about home management, I know our listeners would yes, love to get yes. to get some of these techniques. Yes. Well, I can say from my my own personal life, I am not a just innate organizer and scheduled person within myself. But I think out of survival, when I realized I got to figure this out and get life pulled together out of desperation, I started using a schedule. But I had heard of another mom who developed um, over a period of years, just wrote out ideas that helped her. And she put it all into a book form. And it's phenomenal because for somebody like me, who's not just a an organizer by nature, um, her resource managers of their homes was so helpful for me because I thought, I look back at my childhood, I thought, how in the world did my mom stay so organized? I mean, like the scissors were in the drawer, you knew where they were. She had dinner on the table at five. She made it look so easy. I was the baby of seven. I thought, man, if I could just do what my mom, she mopped her floors like every other day or every day. And I'm like, I could just get the floor swept where the food's not still there. You know, I feel like I've accomplished something. Get the kids to help do it. So with that manager of their home book by Terry Maxwell, I thought, okay, I'm going to make a schedule with these little ones. And I was so afraid to put a time out to the side because I probably had like five little ones under the age of five. I had Uh a set of twins in there. And I just thought, there's no way. If I see that it says eight o'clock, we're supposed to be having breakfast at the table and we're not there, I'm going to, I'm going to cry because I feel like I've failed already. And what's the use in trying the rest of the day, you know? And so I just basically made a little piece of paper with a few things on it. And I thought, okay, if we can just start with trying to have our Bible time in the morning with scripture memory and then have breakfast and then clean up and get dressed, fix our hair and all those things. I'll just put out the basics. I'm not going to go for any major things. And you know, it was amazing to me as I just trusted to do just those basic things, God began to build it into our lives. I think my kids, they enjoyed being a part of it, I'd say, oh, look, look, we finished this. Now, what are we supposed to do next? Look here. And it helped us all stay on track, at least having a plan. And so from there, with the logistics of life and everybody jumping in to help, we just started, you know, giving each one a job and a team and a buddy and somebody to go along. And so when music time came and we were learning music, I didn't know how to read music. I couldn't even really understand much about it except for what we learned at their lessons. So then when a bigger one got proficient in something, I'd heard someone else say, you know, we really learn when we teach someone what we know. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, well, this one can read and they know how to sound out their phonics rules. How about we sit down And you help little sister practice what you know. You show her your ABC and let's see how this works. So I would be working, doing something right beside them. And I'd say, well, why don't you teach them what you know? Show them your ABCs. Get your little chart out and sing the song. And I can't tell you 
how fast that little one learned from a bigger brother or sister, the big brother teaching the little brother or little sister, you know, learning from the big sister. It was like, man, they did it so much faster than I ever did. And I just know by setting a schedule, whether I really felt like we could ever accomplish it, because I still feel like even though we've got this master schedule hanging on my wall and I have times out beside it now, if we ever hit everything in a day, it would be a miracle you know, on time, on schedule. Like this morning, I told them, I said, you know what? I apologize. Mom didn't get to put the breakfast out like I would want to do this morning, but everybody was capable. They knew when it wasn't there by a certain time, mom was on the phone. I was talking and praying with my older one. And I just said, you know, I apologize. I didn't get breakfast out like I would like to. Thank you guys for being prepared. They knew, oh, if it's not there, then we do oatmeal and cereal. And we met at 10 o'clock, ready for devotions and scripture memory. And it, it happens. We all work together as a team. It sounds like you have very good children. Yeah. Well, I'd also <laughs> say that flexibility is a key to raising kids and, and not be too rigid, not be a perfectionist. Uh, you know, if, if, we are, if we have a home where everything has to just be so-so and we're like drill instructors and we're getting angry, you know, we can take our children to church even Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, but if we're blowing up and getting angry, uh, then it's going to push our children away. And so... Yes, and I feel like even this morning, the fact that I, I had to apologize to the children, I had to ask their forgiveness that I hadn't got that set out for them but they were all so forgiving and they said that's okay mom you know we understand and and I think it's this the servant spirit that we have to and the humble spirit because um, each of us have to give and be willing to forgive each other when we fail mm -hmm. you know and each one of us are going to hope that that mercy will be extended so in the logistics of life I've told them you know what guys we got to put Jesus first, others second, and ourselves last. And if we practice joy in our home and in our life, we're going to be ready for the real world because who you are right here at home is who you really are. And if you learn to serve each other, we all jump in and we help each other. When one's not able to finish what they need to do, somebody else is willing to pick up the slack and help them. And so a schedule is very important when you've got things that you need to get done with your children in a day's time. And yet, like Jim Bob said, you've got to be flexible and you've got to give mercy where mercy's needed at times for each other and just extend it because someday you're going to need it extended to you as well. And so I feel Absolutely. like we, I start my day when it's school days, which started this week. Um, I, my goal is to, to be up before the children so that I can have quiet time and, uh, and I like to exercise, um, before. And, mm -hmm. um, so I start out with my, my, uh, prayer and talking to the Lord. And then I get on my elliptical exercise and listen to a really good message by Adrian Rogers on oneplace.com, which pumps mm -hmm. me up and gets me going. And then I wake the children up at eight. And um, your children so sleep till eight. What kind of magical <laughs> world are you cooking up in Arkansas? Believe it or not, 
I mean, it's like I get I get up at six thirty. Some of them are actually like this morning. I had a few of them that got up at six thirty because they wanted me to wake them up so that they could get their music practice done ahead, get some of their schoolwork. There's like eight things on their checklist that they can do before we start school in the schoolroom. And if they want to get those things done in advance, then they can do that. And then they can have time for like building things or doing projects that they want to do and other, you know, times that they would be doing those things. So anyway, they get up and uh, get dressed, fix their hair. Some get showers in the morning, some at night. And then I'm supposed to prepare breakfast while they're doing that. But I was talking and praying with an adult child on the phone during that time <laughs> privately. And so then the kids um, will have breakfast at 8.30. And then they clean their jurisdictions at 9. And each one has different things. Like the girls help sort laundry. Josie gathers it at 8.30. Then the, the girls sort it at 9. Um, I'm skimming around in different places, usually helping in different with different ones. The boys do dishes. Jackson and Tyler help with the dishes. And, um, and then they can do their music practice if they have time in the hour slot from 9 to 10. At 10, we start devotions with mom in the schoolroom. That's my time I guard with my life. That hour is the most precious time of my day with them because... We go to God together and we pray and we go to the word and we ask God to give us wisdom and we memorize his word so that when we are tempted or struggling to not be sweet and kind, then we can pull the word of God, let him pull it from our hearts and help us. And so that hour of devotion with them is like we sing hymns together, we, we talk and pray and I give an opportunity for each one of them to share what they've learned and what God's teaching them. And then, right now, we are doing our school. And so they start out with different school things. And some are on computer school um, in the school room. And then um, some have uh, paper school. And uh, mm -hmm. we go down the checklist. They try to accomplish all of that. We break. Someone helps fix lunch. So um, mm -hmm. Johanna, Jennifer... Um, Jordan, Josie will, will help yeah, Tyler and Jackson. Sometimes we'll either do breakfast, um, with me or, uh, lunch. And we're, we're switching that around right now since we just got started this week. And the same goes with dinner. So someone prepares lunch and then 12 o'clock's lunch and we get to eat. And, uh, then we all help clean up afterwards. The boys wash dishes at that point so that they can be drying. We go back to school at 12.15 to about 4 o'clock, depending on how long it takes everybody to finish, music and all those things. And then from 4 to 5, we have free time, and someone at that point will help prepare some dinner, learning how to do, like, grilling or cooking over a crock pot, it, you know, earlier that day or over the stove. And then dinner's at 5, and then from 6.30, you know, 6 o'clock, 5.30 to whatever, there's, it varies in the evenings. We all help clean up after dinner, and evening schedule varies with Mondays. We have outreach. Tuesday, we have a class um, for uh, our church that does a, a college class for the 14-year-olds and up where they get to learn Bible. Uh, and then church is Wednesday nights. Thursday is our free night. Friday is our Bible study outreach night where we invite people uh, to have a Bible study with us. And so, anyway, it's D-night, Saturday? 
uh, we do Thursdays sometimes, but sometimes it's Saturdays. It just depends for Dad and I. Um, nine o'clock is uh, we prepare a crock pot meal if somebody's going to do lunch for that or, or make a breakfast casserole, and we get ready for bed. We have Bible time with Dad, uh, have a snack at 8.30, Bible time with Dad, and then um, bedtime. We get ready for bed at 9.30. Lights out. Yeah. And again, all time. this Hopefully is... Hopefully 10. That's a all, goal. Yes, all this is are the goals, and there's things that come up every day that throw us off schedule. But at least just, there's a goal. Right. We're shooting for something. Right. And, but, and, but instead of getting frustrated or angry that we didn't stay on the schedule, you know, the schedule's there to help us to accomplish mm -hmm. things. It's not there, actually, to just completely run our life. And so we just have to, to roll with the flow. But I will tell you, we have had guests who are, we've had guests from, you know, all over sort of all different types of all over the world. And um, what you're saying, it really rings true because everyone who's, who's living their lives, you know, successfully is saying the same thing, like have a plan, but don't be a perfectionist and putting what is most important to you first. And I feel it's, I mean, that's obviously what you guys have done. And I think that's, but not being a perfectionist and not letting your schedule control you. And I think that's. I mean, if you can do that with 19 children and, and run a successful home, then that's got to be got to be true. How many children are home with you now? Yes, we actually have my nephew, our nephew, uh, Tyler, that we have guardianship of, and he lives with us full time. So he's number 20. Yes, and he's then, 10. And so we have, um, let me think, Josiah just got married. Yeah, so we're having our eighth one get married. And so it uh, looks like John has got a... a Pretty solid relationship yes. going here, and so <laughs> maybe uh, sometime next few months he'll be getting married. So he'll be the eighth one getting married, and so that'll leave Gosh. twelve at home. What's it oh like goodness. going from parents to grandparents? And also, I have so many. Jim, Bob, I don't want to leave you out. Are you still practicing real estate? Did you get a good breakfast this morning? I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. I You've been so gracious out, with your time early this morning, and actually. Uh, uh, anyway, I, I had breakfast taken care of, so <laughs> yeah, I didn't starve. But uh, yeah, so I came back home to, to do the podcast. But uh, but yeah, we, we stay busy. I had gone to check on a, a house that we're renovating and uh, had several electrical things being done and mm -hmm. granite being installed and all this. So anyways, make mm -hmm. sure all that was coming together. Are you finding okay, your I have a... Sorry, I'm Kirsten, you just can't keep asking these questions. I have a million questions. And also, okay, go, no, we want to be really respectful of your time because, like you said, you have 12 in your home still, and you've taken this time. Um, but we could talk to you all day long. Well, take your time. Don't don't worry. We've got somebody helping, so we're we're scheduled. We can do this. Yeah, and another thing, too, uh, we will be going up to the Northwoods of Michigan, to the Northwoods. There's a family conference. It's called familyconferences.org, and we'll be up there. If anybody lives in the Michigan area, we'd love to meet them. Uh, we'll be up there a lot of the week uh, for this family conference. So, people can check. What are the dates of that? Uh, it's coming up, I believe, maybe the end of August or August, something. August, let me pull uh, the schedule. I mean, Speaking of another help, familyconferences.org. We have a cozy calendar on our phones, and so. We can connect all of our adult kids and those that. Yeah, that's an app, C-O-Z-I, and that's really helped us to get organized. Keeps us organized, too. So everybody can put in there, and we all know what's going on in everybody's directions they're headed and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Okay, what I would love to know about is um, 
I feel like we have a lot of listeners who are in the same sort of life stage. Uh, we were talking about this earlier about how we have a lot of listeners in the same stage of life as some of your older children, sort of just starting their families, young children, you know, within that first five, 10 years of marriage. And we get a lot of questions about dealing with in-laws and dealing with adult parents and sort of starting your own family, but still wanting to be connected to your family of origin. So how how do you all walk that line? How do you stay, like Michelle, you mentioned you were praying with one of your daughters this morning. How do you how do you do that? How do you make that transition between still being the mother, but also realizing that they're the mother now and wanting to be inclusive, but also wanting to let them go and start their own family? That's just something I know that I feel like a lot of our listeners feel like is is a challenge as as we grow into the next stage of life. What have right. you learned? Well, I absolutely love being a grandma, such a joy. And I was just with Ginger and Jeremy when they had their little baby Felicity a couple of weeks ago, and the Lord worked it out. Where I was able to stay for two weeks and be with Ginger and help her after the birth of the first baby and. I just, I think, um, wow, you know, watching my baby give birth to her first baby and I've gotten, you know, I've had the joy of getting to be there with my girls, um, with Anna uh, when Josh and theirs have come and it's such a joy. And I feel like I love watching my kids and, uh, you know, watching them raise their children and seeing how God shows them different things. I think what's so sweet, I think it's so precious. Like, for instance, my daughter in love, Anna, she puts her children down for their happy nappy time, is what she calls it. We would call it happy nappy from my days gone by when mine would go down for naps. But what she does, that is so precious. And I said, I love that. I wish I would have known and thought of all of those things. I mean, like, I would have mine sing when they would go to sleep to put them to sleep with happy songs and singing to Jesus. I would say, just sing songs, happy songs to Jesus. And, you know, keep your head down, go to sleep, you can't get up and run around while you're supposed to be taking a nap. But Anna was so sweet is she will quote scripture with them as they're going to sleep at nap time. She'll start out with a little bitty one, just singing, you know, singing a scripture song or quoting the Lord's Prayer. And they memorize so many verses at happy nappy time, you know, mm -hmm. and the baby that she's nursing while the, the two-year-old's going down for the nap is hearing all of this, mommy singing, quoting verses with the little ones. They all, you know, and I just think that is so precious to get to hear that from my, my adult children, you know? So I get to interact with them in their life and support and encourage them in what they're doing. And even though we've maybe done things different than they're doing, I, I think my, my heart's desire is to, to encourage them and their families to, to just walk the way that God has called them and encourage them in their walk with Christ and, and in raising their babies. But it's such a joy to get to see it, to be a part of it here and there. I don't always get to be with Ginger because she's so far away, but we call each other. She just called me the other day and was asking some questions, troubleshooting some things. And, and I just said, oh, I wish I were closer. I wish we could be nearby, you know, but the Lord has them right where he's got them. And they're awesome parents. They're doing a great job. And I just, I think that's a joy uh, being a grandma. It's so, so much fun. 
So they're still calling all the time for advice and, and you're still seeing them quite frequently? Yes. And the ones that live near here, we get to see them often through the week. Yes. Um, they'll pop in. They'll be, you know, um, here, you know, for, well, we have birthdays about every week. Right. But we have dinners yeah. and we'll tell them, <laughs> you're welcome to pop in. We're going to have so this fun. favorite meal for dinner tonight, you know. And so we get to see them quite a bit. And we have realized, too, that, you know, when our kids are not married they're really under our chain of authority but once they get married they're just under a chain of counsel and that's something that's optional to them if they choose to ask for advice or not um, but they have to become their own family and make their own decisions and you know if they make good decisions they reap the benefits or if they make bad decisions they reap the consequences just like, just us. like the rest of us <laughs> just but like they us. are you know but it's yeah. it really is a joy seeing the kids uh, so far each one is following the lord and they have a ministry mindset, and they're really wanting to use their lives to impact the world for Christ. Yeah, and we get to babysit the grandbabies. They bring them over here, the ones that live nearby, and we get to let them go on dates and have date nights. And it's just really, it's such a neat season of life. Every season of life is so amazing to me. It has its challenges, and yet there's so much joy. And I just remember a sign that I have on my wall. I'm looking at it right now because we're upstairs in our bedroom. And it's, it says, be a joyful mother of children. And it's huh. Psalm 113.9. And I think my, my heart from when I was raising my babies till now is, God, I want them to see that you are worthy to be praised and you're a good God, and that it is a joyful thing to follow Christ. There are hard moments and hard days, and we cry, we weep, we, we weep over what God weeps over, we grieve over what He grieves over, but we rejoice. We've got so much to be grateful for. And so when we mommies are in the toil of the day, we're changing diapers, doing dishes, trying to keep up with laundry, it is hard. It is hard. But when we can look through all of that and smile at the precious little face in front of us or in our arms and, and just love them, being with them and enjoy that time, I think that is being where God's called us to be. We find joy in loving on them because really the, the old cliche, you've heard it, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. We have such a divine calling to be with those babies and love on them and to shape them and to form them and, and to, to point them to Christ. And right. when we get to do that every day, I can't think of a better place I'd want to be. Right. And right along with that, too, is more is caught than, than taught. And so it's so important for a husband and wife to be praising each other and to be praising the kids and to be building each other up to show gratefulness, thankfulness. Uh, and it's what we try to do is praise character uh, like James. Thank you so much for being so attentive and taking initiative to take the trash out. And, mm -hmm. and the more we praise our kids, then the more they will enjoy being praised, the more they will take initiative to do things. And so those character qualities, 
the Lord Jesus Christ personifies all godly character. But I have like a chart with 49 character qualities that are the good qualities that we desire in our life and in their life. And I believe so, we have it on our website, DougerFamily.com. DougerFamily.com. It's there. Okay, I think, we'll link to that in our show notes too for our listeners then. Yeah, it's one of our favorite resources. And we have it on our refrigerator and I give it to each of my kids when they're reading and they have their own Bible time to slide it in there and just ask God, what do you want to build into my life? What quality do I need to let you work on in my life? Because it really is about character. You know, if we're selfish or if we're not being attentive or we're not being obedient in our life toward God or toward mama and daddy, that's going to affect every relationship in our home. But when we let God help us in those areas um, from a little one, I just say to these moms with little bitty ones, the three character qualities that I say from my own personal understanding of it that are the most important to teach from a very, very young, early age. Number one is attentiveness. Number two is obedience. And number three is self-control. And the, the definitions are these operational definitions. They're rich. Attentiveness. Like I was just having to help my little Josie, who's now eight, believe it or not. Yesterday, when we were doing one of her lessons, I said, now, Joes, remember, you've got to pay attention. Look at my eyes. I need your eyes. That way I know I've got your heart and you're going to pay attention to what I'm saying. Attentiveness is showing the worth of a person by giving undivided attention to their words and their emotions. She's memorized that with me and we've worked on this, you know, and I just know those, those character qualities are priceless because I feel like as mamas, we can become overloaded with all the cares of life. And if we get bent out of shape and we're upset or we're impatient or we're being angry, which is part of what we have to face in every day, if we're honest, we, we're all dealing with those things. But the key is humility. When we go to them and we say, you know what? I realize I wasn't being patient with you. Will you please forgive me? And then work through that and see how God helps us to get this right the next time. Work through this and do this the right way. Because God's word is so clear. He says that the wrath of man, that's anger, it doesn't bring forth the righteousness of God. The right behavior that we want to see in our children's lives is not going to come through our anxiousness or our anger or our impatience, but it's going to come through humility saying we're in this together you know we're a team i'm on your side we're not we're not against each other we're on the same team right yeah you're a family we're gonna do this we can do this we can get this laundry gathered. we can get it all sorted we can get these dishes washed and we're gonna we're gonna sit down we're gonna finish this math problem i know it's hard but you can do it we're gonna do this well, I can tell you, just listening to you, Michelle and Jim Bob, who didn't this, I just really want to throw you a few more questions, <laughs> but you've been, I think that's the entire, Kirsten and I didn't even want to ask you too many questions because we really wanted to hear from you and let you speak. And I think for so many years, you've been so gracious in opening your home and the way that you live your lives with really the American people and the world. And um, that's what we're trying to do here on the home hour is just kind of 
open up the windows on different homes and the way different people are living their lives in hopes that other people can find some inspiration from it. So we just wanted to sincerely thank you for your time um, and for sharing with us and really for all that you've built and just kind of continually wish you wish you both and your entire family well. Well, thank you, girls. Thank you all for having us on. And uh, we pray that the Lord will bless each one of y'all's lives and the listeners as y'all seek the Lord each day. And that's really what life is all about is, is having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and training their children uh, in the ways of the Lord and passing it on to the next generation. Thank y'all so much for being here. It's great to chat with you. Okay. Well, thank y'all for having us. Thanks so much.